Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. I am your host, Scott McIntosh, along with my beautiful wife, Becky. Oh, I'm glad you added the beautiful part in. I always add that this in. This isn't video, so they don't, they don't know. They can just envision or imagine. <laughs> believe me. Just believe me. So anyway, today we have a special guest. Uh, I just wanted to say a few things before we, Becky gives her, her official opening with her bio. But uh, her name's Sydney, and uh, her last name is Donahue. So is it Donahue? It's Donahue, yes. Okay, so Sydney Donahue. I always knew her as Sydney Pratt. And, and Sydney and I grew up together. We're just a few houses apart at a very, very young age. And then she moved away, uh, kind of in the same area, but uh, not in the same neighborhood. So I've known, known Sydney and her family as long as I can remember. And I met Sydney in junior high and went to a junior high in high school. Yep, she was awesome. So anyway, Becky, go ahead and okay. uh, tell us a little bit more about her. Sydney was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2010 at the age of 47. She became involved in the Parkinson's community through cycling after participating in a tandem bike exercise study with Dr. Jay Alberts. She went on to ride the Ragby. Did I say that Rag right? Bri. Scott was right. I was going to flub that that up. She went on to ride the Ragbri, which is how many miles? Um, it varies from year to year because the route changes, but it's usually anywhere from, it's usually around 450 miles. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. They do, they do break it up into seven days, so it's not oh, so bad. <laughs> and, and that takes place in Iowa with the Pedaling for Parkinson's team and with Davis Feeney Foundation. Sydney continues to cycle, often riding tandem with her husband, Pat, and has since added yoga, strength training, and boxing to her active exercise regimen. Exercise helps her stay healthy and manage her Parkinson's symptoms. Sydney's mission is to leave no Parkinson person behind by increasing the information and peer-to-peer support in her community. A retired educator, Sydney co-founded a local support group for people with young onset Parkinson's in the Las Vegas area. So welcome, Sydney. Thank you for being on our show. Well, thank you for having me. I, I was thinking kind of what Scott was saying is that I really don't even remember when I met Scott. It just seems like I've known him forever. And I was just looking at that bio that she read, and I was thinking it's a good thing that you took on your husband's name and became Sidney Donahue instead of him becoming Pat Pratt. Yeah, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. He's over here laughing. <laughs> we only have 22 minutes, so let's dive into your, your story. Being diagnosed with Parkinson's at age 47. Oh, my goodness. Take us through that, that journey. Well, I actually started having symptoms when I was about 43. Um, It took about four years to finally get diagnosed, which is common for somebody younger with Parkinson's just because it's unusual. It's it's not normal. Usually, you know, it's a disease that um, affects older people. But there's a lot of people who are diagnosed when they're they're younger. So it took about four years. By the time I was diagnosed, I was 
at the point where I just wanted to know what I wanted an answer. I wanted a name for it. So I had done a lot of research and gotten online and read everything I could about um, Parkinson's disease and, and I kind of figured it out on my own, but that that's what I had. But through that process, I found out about this exercise study that was being done at the Cleveland Clinic um, that involved cycling. And it just so happened that at that same time, they were bringing that study to a second location um, at the Cleveland Clinic here in Las Vegas. So I went down to the Cleveland Clinic. I paid cash because they didn't take my insurance. And I went in. I got diagnosed immediately. And the next day, I called up and I said, I want to do this study. I mean, it was kind of like the beginning of where I'm at now. Um, I really wanted to try to find a way to live with the disease in the best way possible. And that first year, I, I went to Radbri with the Pedaling for Parkinson's group. We were fundraising for the Davis Finney Foundation, and that's how I learned about the Davis Finney Foundation. And the message of both Pedaling for Parkinson's and the Davis Finney Foundation really resonated with me because I was only 47. I had a lot of life ahead of me, and I wanted to live it the best way I could. And that's really what those two organizations promote is, you know, okay, you have, you know, this condition, it's more than likely going to be with you the rest of your life. What can you do to manage it in the best way possible and, and live a full life? And, and honestly, I am just, I've had so many amazing opportunities because of my Parkinson's. So, Sydney, what is Parkinson's. When I think of Parkinson's, I just think of the tremors, but it's, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, it is. And that's pretty much what everybody thinks of. And that's what I thought of. All I knew about Parkinson's is that Michael J. Fox had it and it had to do with tremors. Um, there's actually four cardinal signs for um, Parkinson's. One of them is tremor, although not everybody with Parkinson's has a tremor. Stiffness and rigidity, slow movements, and gait issues, um, although not everybody has gait issues either. But there's a whole myriad of, of other symptoms um, that go along with Parkinson's. Loss of smell, um, low blood pressure, um, facial masking, um, dystonia. I mean, th there's a saying that if you've seen one person with Parkinson's, you've seen one person with, with Parkinson's. So it's very unique to every individual who has it, although there are similarities with, with everybody. Who has it? And I, I love how you took you took action. You wanted to to, to still live an active life. You didn't let it to bring you down. You had a positive mindset, which I think is so important. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, depression is one of those other symptoms of Parkinson's, and, and and I've been pretty lucky that that hasn't been something that I've had to deal with that much. And it, it's not it's not just that I'm depressed because I have this you know degenerative incurable disease. It's actually part of the Parkinson's. But I, I've been very fortunate to have been able to find out very early on ways to live with this condition um, the best I could, which is really why I felt an obligation to try and share what I, what I learned. Um, I sort of had an epiphany one day. It was at Costco, of all places. And when you're at Costco, you go up and down the aisles. Mm -hmm. If somebody is going the opposite way, you pass them over and over. And so I kept passing this gentleman who was going the other way. And I could tell he had Parkinson's. 
And something inside me kept saying, you need to say something to him. And I kept trying to say, oh, I'm not going to say anything to him. That's just rude and, and uncomfortable. I know. But I kept, every time I passed him, something said, you know, you need to talk to this gentleman. So I finally, I kind of went up to him and said, hey, you know, you kind of walk like me. Do you have Parkinson's? And it was really interesting because he said, well, my doctor said I, I have Parkinson's. He, he really hadn't even accepted that he had Parkinson's. And his situation was such that he was a construction worker. He could no longer work. He was waiting for disability. He had applied for disability. In the meantime, he didn't have a job. He didn't have insurance. He wasn't really knowledgeable at all about um, the medications he was on. He didn't even know what they were. And basically, he just didn't have any information. And so I gave him my phone number, my name and my, my phone number. I said, give me a call. I can get you some information that can help you. And that was just kind of an a aha moment to me where I thought, you know what? This shouldn't happen, and it's happening too often. I have been very fortunate to have been able to be involved with these organizations that have given me this information. I need to share it. So that's kind of how I started to really get more involved with, you know, sharing the information and kind of advocating for, for people with Parkinson's. Yeah, being proactive in a positive way. Right. So fits your personality and in, in having known you most of your life. You were the this positive person that everybody loved and adored and you were a friend to everyone and that just so is in line with your personality to to continue wanting to help and lift and inspire others. Well, that's sweet of you to say. And and I and I hope I I hope I can, you know, do that in whatever way I um I can. I did start a young onset Parkinson's group here in Las Vegas. That was kind of a need that was not being met here in town. Um, it's not a large population, but it's a population that needs support because they're living with a condition that is kind of scary. A lot of people are still raising family. I still had children at, at home when I was diagnosed. And so I've been able to hopefully reach some people through that avenue. And then also with my involvement with the Davis Finney Foundation, be able to get information to people to help them, you know, learn themselves how to move forward in life and be happy and to be positive. And another one of the great blessings that I, I have had from my involvement with, with the Davis Finney Foundation and just um, other organizations is just meeting some incredible people throughout the country and throughout the world who have Parkinson's, who are living with Parkinson's. And I'm astounded at the things that they're doing and the way that they're living their lives. And it just, it, it helps me because I do have my downtimes and I do have my times when I'm just frustrated and I'm tired and I'm sick of, you know, being stiff and it helps me to be able to go online and there, you know, I have a friend who he's young, he's 37. He's doing a hundred burpees a day for the month of April for Parkinson's awareness month. And I'm thinking, okay, he's doing a hundred burpees. I couldn't do that. And so I get up and I try and do 30. So I do what I can, but it does help that to have that support group of people. Yeah, and you brought out a great point that April is the Parkinson Awareness Month, which when we reached out to you to be on our episode, we, we didn't know that. So what a perfect, perfect timing. It is, and actually today, not the day this is airing, but today, 
um, April 11th is um, World Parkinson's Day. So, yeah, that was just kind of a coincidence, which I thought was kind of cool. Okay, let me ask you a question about Parkinson's. I guess it's a few questions. Is is how many people get it? I mean, what's the percentage or chances of getting Parkinson's? And is it something that just gets more severe as time goes on? Or once you've got it, it you've got it? Or how does all that work? Yeah, pretty much. It, it is degenerative. It is incurable. So, yeah, once you have it, you have it, and it is going to get worse over time. There are ways that you can slow the progress. You can't stop it, but you can slow it. And probably really the only proven way to do that at this point in time is through exercise. And that's why I really try and promote exercise. It also, okay, go back to your first question. One of the things that happens with Parkinson's, and I tell this to people, is, is, is you have these problems with executive functioning. So what I say to people is I said, you know, you know, the wheels are still spinning in my brain. They're just spinning a little bit slower. And a lot of times I'll get thoughts or words that get stuck on the, you know, the cogs going around and they just keep going around and around and around. And it takes me a little while. And then eventually they spit out. So if I forget something, it's, it's in my brain spinning around and it'll eventually pop out. <laughs> I just need to add one more little point to that. I listened to a podcast the other day and it was a person who's a fitness um, guru. And they're just always about get in shape, get in shape. You can do this. If you don't have your health, you can't be happy was the words that came out. Do you feel that you've still got your health or do you feel that you've lost some happiness or how do you deal with that? You know what? That is a really good question and a good point. I feel like I still have my health. I do everything I can to take care of myself um, physically because I, I do believe that the healthier I am in all other aspects of my life, the less it's going to impact my Parkinson's. So there are days when I can get down and get frustrated. But again, it goes back to your perspective. I have a friend, Carl Ames from Phoenix, and one of the things he says is that I don't wish Parkinson's on anyone. He says, but I wouldn't change the opportunities and people I've met having Parkinson's, and I feel the same way. I never would have ridden my bike across Iowa. This will be our seventh year that we've done it. If I didn't have Parkinson's, then that is one of the funnest things we do every year. We call it we call it um, summer camp for adults. It is so much fun. So, no, I don't believe that I've, I've lost happiness. I really don't. I believe that you have what, whatever you have, and you take you go from there, and you do what you can with what you've got, and you're going to be happy. I, I don't believe that Parkinson's can take away your happiness if you don't let it. It can make it more of a challenge to find it at times. But it's up to you whether you stay, you keep your happiness or not. So you you kind of go along the lines that because of your regiment and what you've done and what you've decided to become very active even with it, uh, what about those who just give up and just say, okay, I've got this now, I, I'm just going to just sit here, and, and they just kind of give up on life? What, what would you say to them? I would say get up and move. The best way for you to handle this disease is to get up and move, get engaged socially, find a support group, find somebody you can talk to, but get engaged in, in any way that you can. Because when you stop moving, 
you literally stop moving and it's you're going to progress faster and it's and and you're just simply not going to live a fulfilling life and i do understand that everybody with parkinson's is at a different point and sometimes it takes some time to get to the point where you you get over that hump and you start to say okay I can't live like this anymore. I've got to do something about it. And so I try and be sensitive to that and where people are in the, you know, in their progress. There's a book that the Davis Finney Foundation puts out. It's called Their Every Victory Counts Manual. It's just basically a guidebook that has everything you ever wanted to know about Parkinson's and more. Uh, and I try and get those out to as many people as I can. I've given a lot of those out. Um, there's really no reason to give up. There's too much hope and too many things that you can do to still live well. Okay, now none of us are going to get out of this earth alive, right? Out of this life alive. So is, uh, is Parkinson's the thing, If once you get it, is it likely going to be the cause of your death? Or is it more of a, oh yeah, this person lived a great life and oh, by the way, they had Parkinson's when they died? Yeah. What they say is you don't die from Parkinson's, you die with Parkinson's. There could be complications. You know, a lot of people could die from complications of Parkinson's, whether it's, you know, they have issues with swallowing or, you know, depression or, or whatever. But, but really, it's something that you live with. It's not something you die from. So what, what would be your, your top three things that you would tell someone if they asked, how do I live a healthy and active life, even with Parkinson's? Um, I think the number one thing they need to do is get engaged. Um, with, you know, whether they join a support group, which is a great idea if that's available, but really just continue to get engaged in life um, with your family, with your friends, um, with your, uh, your Parkinson's community, um, but just stay engaged in life. The other thing I would say is definitely get up and move. Um, I have friends with Parkinson's who are doing like crazy, amazing things, running marathons. I have a friend who does Spartan races. I have two friends, actually, that are going to be on American Ninja Warrior this year, all who have Parkinson's disease. There's other people that, you know, walk around the block. That's where they're at. And that's what they need to do. So wherever you're at, get up and move. The other thing, the third thing is just, you know, listen to your doctor, listen to you know, your physical therapist or whatever therapies that you're doing. Make sure that you're, you're taking your medication and, and you're, you're following that regimen that you need to. You know, I take my medication and I need my medication, but I don't want to keep adding medication. So I use a lot of different therapeutic uh, alternative type therapies, exercise, nutrition, you know, kind of mindfulness, really managing my stress. Stress is a huge problem with Parkinson's. The less stress you have, the easier it will be to manage the disease. Thank you for that. In your bio, we mentioned that you often ride tandem with your husband, Pat. Was right. He, was he a bike rider before you picked up riding um, cycling, or is it something that you started together to help you with your Parkinson's? Well, he's over there laughing, and I'm laughing too because no, he was <laughs> not a bike rider. So going on that 400 and plus mile bike ride was not something on his bucket list. No, he was still waiting to get off the couch. I tell him my Parkinson's <laughs> got him off the couch. That's, that's <laughs> awesome, and. 
it says so much about him and that the support, the loving husband and, and the support that he's he's given you. And that's that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I literally don't know what I would do without my husband helping me with the little things and the big things. And honestly, the tandem bike riding has just been so much fun. When we started out, we didn't have a tandem bike. And I did start riding first, and he said, well, if you're going to Iowa, I'm going to Iowa, too. <laughs> so he got a bike and started riding. The first time we went out together, we were on this bike trail, and I was not a fast bike rider. I was a pretty slow bike rider at the time. But I just I kept stopping and looking back, and I couldn't find him. Like, where is he? Did he go off the side of the road? What happened to him? And he would, you know, eventually after 5, 10 minutes, he'd come and he was huffing and puffing, and he, you know, he'd eventually get there. Before I knew it, he was just right, and, you know, he he passed me up, and he's been, you know, passing me up ever since. So the tandem was a great thing for us because he doesn't have to wait for me anymore, and I don't have to kill myself to try and keep up with him. So we go out together. It's just been such a fun thing for us to do together as a couple we went out this morning. It was a beautiful day. We went up and rode up Red Rock Canyon, which is down here in Las Vegas. And it's one of our favorite things to do. And so it, it's been just an awesome activity for both of us to do. We both enjoy doing it. We don't have to. He doesn't have to go out for his bike ride while I, while I do something else. We do it together. And it's been it's been wonderful. Well, thank you, Sydney. Our time is up. And so we've really enjoyed this time with you. So informative. Thank you very much. What's your parting words you'd like to leave with us? You can live a full and satisfying and actually wonderful life and live well. And like you told Pat, get off the couch. Let's get going, right? Exactly. There you go. All right. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us. And please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.